Here's a message from Ken Lavica. You're in a championship window. You can have Lamar, you can have Brady, you can have Rodgers. Who are you taking? Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. In lieu of doing what we all have been subjected to over the last 36 hours or so, and is Brady done? Is Brady done? Was that a farewell? Listen to the tone of his voice. What about his body language? I am not even entertaining the thought that Tom Brady is done with football. Uh-uh. You don't do this until age 45 and then retire in six, uh, six seconds later, unretire. For me to say, after a season where he had, uh, and this is no offense to CVS, but a line of CVS employees that were protecting him uh, at the line of scrimmage this year, uh, you're not going to convince me that Tom Brady is done. And so I have a feeling Tom Brady is available and open for business. I have a feeling Aaron Rodgers is going to make himself available, and I think the Packers should make him open for business to another team. Lamar Jackson, I'm getting the sense that he's going to make sure everybody knows that he is open for business outside of Baltimore, which means we can have a pretty fascinating offseason with teams who feel like they're close with three, three MVPs. MVPs, two first ballot Hall of Famers in Lamar quickly on their heels available in this offseason to put the cherry on top and be the final piece of a championship puzzle a la Matt Stafford and the Rams a la Brady in his first year in Tampa Bay. I really think that we might be headed down this path. And I don't want to hear that Tom Brady is done because I think the percentages are going to play out where he is more ready to go for 2023 than uh, pack it in and settle into my life of single bachelor solitude. No way. Ken Levick alive on a Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach off of the Stone. What are the current conditions off of the intracoastal um it is a bright and sunny not a cloud in the sky i would imagine is right around 74 degrees perfect i imagine that means the intracoastal is sparkly and pleasant stone labanowitz friday night lights radio life partner he runs this catastrophe until two o'clock theo dorsey gracing us with his presence wptv news channel 5 wflx fox 29 on a wednesday and wait, i am ken Levi- uh, wait yes, it's, yes, it's wednesday yes. Uh, it is. Oh, well, let me pack my bags and get out of here. I thought it was Tuesday, man. What am I doing here? See you later. This isn't my day. Oh, wow. I don't know if you heard. I paused. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what day it is. Like, I am totally, when I'm on the road, by the way, I am, uh, I am, um, Ken Lavica, and, uh, I am on the road with number 24 FAU as they prepare for a battle with UTSA. That comes up tomorrow night in San Antonio. So, me, I am sitting in the lobby of a random San Antonio, Texas double tree. When you say number 24, can you clarify? When you say number 24, what are they, 24th in Florida, 24th in the Southeast? 
list, as in Theo Dorsey, the 24th ranked team in the nation oh. in the AP Top 25. Woo! That sounds oh, good. It feels good to say. It. I will. Uh, so, so um, this was on Monday when FAU found out that they were ranked for the first time in program history. And I got to be honest, getting on the broadcast on the uh, FAU radio network that Monday night at Western Kentucky, saying number twenty-four FAU, having that opportunity, that's one of the cooler moments of my entire broadcast career. Like that's, uh, you just feel like it, when it's something that you didn't expect to ever happen. And then you get you're living it like it's just awesome. It really is awesome. So you said they're 24, but they got that win over Western Kentucky after they were given 24. So are they yeah. not going to slide down a little bit? No, 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 not at all. Or slide like, up. I, I, well, no. The, the the polls come out every Wednesday or every Monday. I'm sorry. So so uh, FAU they still have two games left to go. This is a three game week for them. Okay. So if and this is a three game road trip, three games, seven days. So if they win at Western Kentucky, win at UTSA tomorrow night, win at UTEP on Saturday, and what's going to be a very difficult game, then I imagine they're no longer going to be number 24 come next Monday. That would be. I, you know what I. What do you think the ceiling is for how high the Associated Press would actually rank FAU if they ran the table in the regular season? Because it's possible. It'll be tough. Top 15. Top 15. Like around 14, I mean, College of Charleston. 12. College of Charleston with a not as good resume as Florida Atlantic in terms of quality of wins and what they've been able to do um, in the NCAA net rankings. College of Charleston's number 18 right now. Hmm. So, I mean – Let's be honest. Like, I, it's going to be very difficult for FAU to finish twenty nine and one. Of course, like, I just I have a I have a, a weird feeling. But you never know. You never know. Would, but what, what I'm saying is that at least for now, and and uh, that a trip to Western Kentucky is always difficult because they're a traditional power in this league, and FAU dominated them in the second half. And you always wonder how a team's going to react when, you know, they they have this accomplishment they've hit. Is there going to be a letdown? And there was no letdown. So it was awesome. The guys are pumped. Like it's just a great situation. So it's super fun. But. It doesn't mean that I've made it, made it, despite the fact I'm the voice of a nationally ranked college basketball team because mm. here I am sitting on a couch in a double tree in San Antonio <laughs> uh, doing a radio show for Palm Beach County and the Treasure Ken, Coast. The coolest part for me was it, I, I saw this stat. I think Mid-Major Madness, a really good Twitter account that covers all the Mid-Major schools, tweeted out that if March Madness started tomorrow, I saw the matchup, what was it, 13 and whoever, but it was FAU versus Marquette. I just was, yeah. oh, yeah. God, that would just be amazing. Well, what's wild in some of the projections right now, the bracketology, FAU's on the same line, like the nine line with Michigan State. <laughs> like, think about that. Like, it, it is such bizarre world right now. And so, like today, Dusty May, FAU's head coach, he's got seven different national radio interviews. Like, all of a sudden, he's the hottest commodity in, uh, in college basketball. So, it's super fun. It's really cool. And so, uh, for tomorrow as well, I'll be uh, broadcasting from San Antonio. So let's let's dig into some some uh, football because I haven't been on Monday. We were off uh, because of Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and then yesterday I was traveling, and so um, this is something actually, Stone. You and I were going to attack last week, and we didn't quite get to it. But now that Tom Brady is done, and Aaron Rodgers is done, and Lamar Jackson is done. We're in a situation where it's not right now a reality, but it feels like it could be a possibility where Lamar Jackson, available. Tom Brady, available. Aaron Rodgers, 
available. So let's first hear from from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, and Aaron Rodgers was talking about his decision-making process and and where he's at in terms of is he going to come back? Is he going to come back to the Packers? Is he going to, to, to hang it up and no longer play football? And I thought that this was an incredibly non-committal response from Aaron Rodgers. We had all the conversations I think we wanted to have about about football for now. Um, you know, they're not pressing for any type of specific you know, answer, and I'm not, uh, you know, mentally or emotionally at that point uh, to give one. So he's not mentally or emotionally at a point to give any sort of answer to the Packers about where he's at. Stone, you're the the tried and true green and gold supporter of Mr. Conspiracy Theory himself. Uh, you hear that and what goes through your Aaron Rodgers brain. I mean, I think it's pretty on brand, right? I, if you expected something else, well, then you don't know Aaron Rodgers or you haven't been paying attention. I thought it was exactly what we were expecting to hear from Aaron. And uh, Tom Brady even said it on his Let's Go podcast last week. Like, hey, don't push here. Don't press. It, it, let him make a decision when he's ready. And I think Tom Brady wants to do the same thing. So for me, it was on brand. Uh, Theo, your gut feel when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and whether or not we see him on a football field next year. I think he still comes back and plays. I think he'll do the long, drawn-out offseason. I think he'll realize that he feels most at home in a locker room on the football field. And also, I don't think he wants to go out the way he did, losing to a divisional rival in the last week of the season on primetime television to not make the playoffs. And the rival was the Lions? Come on. He's coming back. Aaron Rodgers came six inches from the proverbial playoff finish line this year. Finally started putting things together. Looked a little bit like flashes of Aaron Rodgers in the final six weeks of the season. Aaron Rodgers is definitely coming back. Yeah. He's definitely coming back. Yeah. I don't even think there's a question. Yeah, he said yesterday on Pat McAfee hit that he still feels like when he's on his level, he's capable of winning an MVP. He said it himself. And I know, take it with a grain of salt, but if you still feel that way, I mean, typically that's where you start, right, with self-belief. He thinks he can still win an MVP. He's got one and more the- year on the deal, or is it? Because mm. I remember he signed uh, that two-year deal. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, there's one more year on the deal. Yeah. There's one more year on the deal. So then there's, there's Tom Brady. And Adam Schefter was on our sister station, ESPN Milwaukee, today, and uh, he said that Tom Brady sounded like a man who was thinking about walking away from it all. Come on. Come on. You mean to tell me that the same guy who now is suddenly single, he doesn't have uh, a a full family household to go back to in the offseason and in, in, in the, the course of a regular season football year. This is a guy who retired for 17 seconds last year, came back, and then blamed the media for pressuring him into retiring. A guy who has a lot, a lot, a lot of pride. A guy who, by the way, helped navigate his team, as ugly as it was at times, back into the playoffs, despite a lot of extenuating circumstances pushing back on them, including injuries to every legitimate member, competent member of that Tampa Bay offensive line, and only having really one true legitimate receiver to throw to the entire year. Tom Brady... Tom Brady's coming back. Tom Brady's not done. That's not it for Tom Brady. And I think that anybody who thinks that Tom Brady is done as being a prisoner of the moment for how hideous that Monday night playoff performance was, and I think, Theo, anybody who says that Tom Brady is done probably is more hoping 
than living in a realistic state. Yeah, it's like we've we've been watching this soap opera for what like the past four years now. We know since how left this ends. Yeah, like come on, we we know that he's coming back. It's just a question of where, not if he's coming back. And then there's Lamar Jackson. We know that he has a lot of football left in him, but is it going to happen in Baltimore? And Dominic Foxworth was on Get Up, and he was discussing Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens and the future and what that's going to look like or what that isn't going to look like. Here's Dominic Foxworth. A situation like this, it was Dak Prescott, but we never really, no one ever realistically thought Dak was going to go anywhere else. But the reason why this is slightly different is because what Lamar is asking for is something that fundamentally goes against what the league has kind of stood for in a long time. That doesn't mean he's not right. So if you get on both sides. To be clear, what you're talking about is fully guaranteed contracts. This is as much a political battle over the, the league's and the owner's hesitancy to give fully guaranteed contracts as it is anything else. Exactly. And so, like, that's the only only reason why I think it's a possibility. If it was just about the how high the salary was going to be or how high the guarantees were going to be, I would say, yeah, this will get figured out eventually. They'll franchise tag him, then they'll pay him the number. But if a matter of principle, they just, and Steve Bashadi has said this in so many words, they decide that they will not continue the precedent that was set by um, Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns in Lamar, it's like, no, as a matter of principle, I deserve that. Then this, there's no way to solve this problem other than sending him to somebody who will pay him, and there are people, there are teams who will really? definitely. Well, but, but, but here's the thing, Bob. If you know that there are teams that are going to pay him the contract that he wants with the guarantees That's, that he wants, then why, why wouldn't would you no, do it? Because I, I believe, and this is just speculation, that it has something to do with going back into those owners' meetings. All of the owners were furious yep. at the Cleveland Browns for doing that. Steve Bashotti does not want to go back into that meeting after probably talking with all the owners and being so upset and say, oh, well, I, I guess I did it so, too. So, now it's on you. So he's going to let go of an MVP quarterback. I'm not saying Because he smart. doesn't want to be the owner that the other owners are mad at when another owner around the league is willing to do the same thing for Lamar I'm Jackson. I'm not saying it's smart. Dominic Foxworth is proposing a bros before throws situation mm. for Steve Bashotti, the Ravens owner. He's going to make sure that he caters to his rich boys instead of catering to his quarterback. How about that? And I am also going to be copywriting or trademarking bros before throws. I, I first off, I love that. Yeah, I love bros you. before throws. Secondly, isn't it kind of on par with what the Ravens have done since Lamar Jackson has stepped foot into Baltimore? I mean, not getting him a number one wide receiver, uh, doing all these jumbo package runs instead of opening it up and trying to develop him as a passer, it'd be right on brand. So yeah, investing in other parts of the team or, like you said, kind of bros, I guess the other owners are the bros, right? Yeah, those yes. are the bros. And then yeah. the throws are... Throws before throws. The quarterback throwing the football. Yeah, okay, That's I right. love it. I love That's it. That's right. Perfect. Uh, so, I think we can all agree, collectively, you, Theo, you, Stone, me, Ken, that there's going to be an offseason that Lamar Jackson is likely going to be on the trade market. Tom Brady is likely going to be available to flirt with and come in. Aaron Rodgers is if the Packers decide, all right, this is Jordan Love's time and we can't be held hostage anymore like every offseason for the past four, Aaron Rodgers is on the trade market. Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers available for the taking in this NFL offseason. 
That's pretty unprecedented stuff. In fact, I can't remember an offseason where there is the glut of quarterback names that could be available for the taking. Now, say you're a general manager, okay? You're a GM, and you're in a situation like the Rams were two offseasons ago or like the Bucks were three offseasons ago where you trust the personnel you have, right? You feel like you're solid in every area. Up front, offensively and defensively, you've got skill position players that can get the job done. They're they're above average to excellent, but also because of contracts and because of your salary cap situation, you got to win and you got to do it now. You think that you have a two-year window, okay? A two-year window. We saw a lot can happen in two years. Look at the Rams. Look at the Bucks. Right? You have a two-year window where you think we've got to be able to go and take advantage of this now. You've got Lamar out there. You've got Brady out there. You've got Rodgers out there. Who are you taking to lead your offense and by de facto become the leader of that locker room? Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. If all three are available, who are you trying to acquire if you have a two-year championship window? And I think that it's Aaron Rodgers. Stone, are you stunned? By the revelation that I think it's Aaron Rodgers. To be honest, it's the last thing that I thought would come out of your mouth. Here's my reasoning behind this. To get Lamar Jackson, Theo, just gut feel, okay? How many first-round picks do you think it would take to acquire Lamar Jackson? Mm. It would take probably three. Yeah. like like, It seems crazy, but... That's the first number that came to my mind. We're on the same page. Yeah, It feels like three first-round picks are what's needed to get Lamar, and then you broach the topic of contract, which has been the holdup in Baltimore, keeping in mind that Lamar Jackson reportedly turned down a $250 million offer because it wasn't all guaranteed money before the season started. He wants to be on par with Deshaun Watson and the guaranteed 260 that Watson got. He wants to be on par with that, if not exceed that. He wants to follow the precedent that the Browns, rightfully or not, set of guaranteed, fully guaranteed money in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, I think, is the easy decision if you're talking about future of a franchise. But what if... And in the NFL, this is always, always a concern. What if you just don't have the capability to have a roster that's going to stay together over a four, five-year span? And Lamar Jackson sure as hell is going to eat a big chunk of your your salary cap at the later points of, of an extended deal. That's why I think Aaron Rodgers, you can give up. He's not worth the first round pick anymore. That's that's the beauty that's the beauty of the season and the struggles of Aaron Rodgers ah. this year is that you no longer have to give up a first round pick. I think you still got to give up one first. No, I think you can give up a second and a fourth. Wow. For Aaron Rodgers. I think I think Aaron Rodgers is worth a second and a fourth. If you can get Aaron Rodgers for a second and a fourth and the Packers decide to go their separate direction with Jordan Love, but keep in mind you're taking the constant McAfee appearances and the guy who loves the spotlight and the guy who loves the quotes and the guy who loves to interject his conspiracy theories. You're taking that on, and you know you're going to be taken hostage next offseason, right? But Aaron Rodgers, I still think there's enough there 
there's enough there. But to, to each its own, right? You just talked about what you get with Aaron Rodgers. Is it not the same, or if not worse, that we're getting with Lamar Jackson right now? This social media parade, like he's posting no, all of this thing. No, no but, being but, immature but on said, social media. I, I said to each its own. Oh, Tom okay. Brady's on his podcast. Like, it depends what you like and what you don't like. A lot of the tweets, a lot of the Instagram stories that Lamar Jackson's posting right now are not cool. They're weird. They're cryptic. He's going after people, like like I said, to each its own. Yeah. So I hear the Aaron Rodgers argument, but I'll raise you a Lamar on Twitter. I'll raise you a Tom Brady well, on the his difference is, podcast The parade. difference is, how could the Packers prevent what Aaron Rodgers is doing? They gave him what he wanted. They no gave teams him the can prevent that. In the offseason. Well, I'm just yeah. saying, the reason why Lamar is, is acting out and saying what he's saying is because the Ravens weren't giving him what he wanted. The Packers gave Aaron Rodgers everything he wanted. And then he still did that, and he still holds them hostage every offseason. It's a little different. Yeah, every offseason for the last four. Like, it's wild. It would, be like, it, it would be like if – and I wouldn't blame her for doing this, but, like, every, every January my wife was like, <laughs> all right, new year. By the end of the month, I'll determine if we're going to stay married for the rest of the calendar year. And, like, I get it. I get it. Um, but – but that would be that would be overwhelming, right? And there'd be that dread every time that I hit January. I'm like, oh, man, I, I I hope Vivi decides to to stay married to me. She's she's pretty hot and um, she cooks real well and uh, she she makes good money. Man, yeah, and, yeah that and, would really suck if. Uh, so then I'm sitting there and I'm waiting and I'm twiddling my thumbs and I'm like, man. I hope uh, how Vivi comes back in February. Like, that's what the Packers and Aaron Rodgers have been in this entire time. Yeah, but in the back of your wife's head, she'd be like, well, he, he is a three-time MVP. You know, he does have a Super Bowl. Like, there's things to go off that you can lean on that <laughs> oh, you can't with Lamar whoa, Jackson. Whoa, 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 this is where whoa, whoa, the whoa. analogy that, fell apart. Yeah, yeah. yes. Well, yeah. also, that Super Bowl was like a decade ago. So, I, I mean. <laughs> and Lamar Jackson's uh, was a never ago. Well, I know, but he's younger. He hasn't been in the league sure. as long. I mean. But these are the things we're dealing with right now. Ken said we have a two-year it's window. It's a two-year window. A la Rams, a la Bucks. You're dealing with a guy who won back-to-back MVPs in the last three seasons. Who's had more playoff success in the past three years? I think the sample size is so small for (laughs) at this point. It's Tom Brady. He has. Tom Brady's had the most playoff success in the last three years. I think the sample size is big enough. (laughs) But this is the thing. This is the thing. Tom Brady. I, like it's easy to say, oh, Aaron Rodgers, he looked better this year than Tom Brady when he finally uh, got it, got his footing and stopped publicly calling out his receivers. Or Lamar Jackson, uh, he's super young and he's looking for that that massive contract. But Tom Brady, even at forty five, even after a rough year, you don't think he could go into a Matt Stafford two years ago Rams situation, yeah. and thrive. Like, think about it. Who would you trust more in a playoff situation than Tom Brady? What is your Rams destination, though? Is that Vegas? Is that San Francisco? Well, well uh, I mean, Jesus, if you had a chance, Ed, and I and th- bless Brock Purdy for being the story of the NFL season, so much so that in Keyshawn Johnson's real rankings yesterday, yeah. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max on ESPN 106.3, he put Brock Purdy ahead of Trevor Lawrence, ranking the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFL playoffs. So Shake things up. To each their own. Um, <laughs> getting them talking. Um, but, but Tom Brady going to San Francisco, right, we're talking Super Bowl aspirations Let's do that the then. Roof. Let's make it the team so we can have this be a, a controlled experiment. Let's make the team the San Francisco 49ers. Let's just say hypothetically this weekend the San Francisco 49ers lose to the Cowboys. You're the Niners. It's the offseason. You get either Brady 
Rodgers, Rodgers, and, or and think Lamar. about it. Brady and Rodgers are going to San Francisco will be a destination for them. They will both yeah. be pining to go to that place. And Lamar as well. I mean, to go play for Kyle Shanahan, finally an, uh, an offensive guru to play in a system where you have an ex receiver for one. Like, I mean, I think and from an X's and O's standpoint, Aaron Rodgers is used to a lot of the twenty-one personnel that you see in that West Coast well, offense, right? Adding two backs in the backfield, one tight end. Like Aaron Rodgers is more so used to that than Tom Brady. I'm is. glad you bring that up. So speaking mm. of X's and O's, then. I mean, Stone, in your mind, and it's going to sound like I'm disrespecting Lamar Jackson. I'm I'm not doing that, I promise. However, Lamar Jackson needs a certain type of offensive line in front of him, right? Like, you need to make sure, too, that – I guess what I'm asking, and I'm coming off as really, really crappy towards Lamar, someone who I love. Stone, in your opinion, do you have to alter – your offense around Lamar, Lamar more so than you would have to Brady or Rodgers. I mean, is he harder to, to fit in to? Hey, we've got these pieces than Brady and Rodgers. I mean, the the answer is unequivocally yes, and I, okay. I think we all know that. I didn't, I I think, didn't want it to sound disrespectful, sure. but you knew where I was going with that. Yeah, and I think the entire audience knows that as well. And to the point where I think Kyle Shanahan wouldn't even open the door if Lamar was knocking. Like, there's a really? lot of whoa, there's, there's a whoa, lot of whoa, whoa. there's a lot of things you have to do. When's the last time you've seen? Besides Trey, I guess the argument would be when Trey Lance say, came like, in, like we saw more zone read stuff. But Ken, you're right about the blocking schemes, like up front, like gap protection. All of that has to change. Linemen going downfield, that they have to be taught differently when you're protecting Patrick Mahomes, when you're protecting Josh Allen, guys who get outside the hashes and make plays late. Like everything changes. But I think there's enough weapons that he would do damage with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. But these are guys who I don't think would invite a quarterback in who isn't necessarily dropping back on third nine and hitting a ball in rhythm. Like, this is exactly what other receivers were upset about in the past with Lamar. Like, why am I here? Oh, Odell, why would I go to Baltimore? Like, I'm not running these deep comebacks that I would with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Theo, if you're upset, I mean, no, this, is, sim- upset. this is, just, is simple math. No, no, no. I'm telling you, you said he wouldn't open the door for Lamar Jackson, but he started the season with Trey Lance. So, right. what, so maybe that right. was a little harsh, what you just said. Sure, and now they're having success with two guys who can barely move, and I think it was kind of a flash-in-the-pan thing well, Trey with got Trey hurt. Lance. He got hurt. And, and he's going to continue to get hurt. And, and why is Lamar Jackson not playing football right now? Because he got hit while he was in the pocket. Well, and that's, that's the right. other thing. And not I, because he ran. This flies he didn't get in the hurt face. because he ran. I mean, Theo and I spent, and Stone for that matter, we spent months talking about, yeah, Lamar Jackson has a case to be the highest paid player in NFL history based on the Deshaun Watson contract. He deserved bigger money than Deshaun Watson, so if that's the base, then Lamar deserves more. And we were trying to make the case that, oh, you focus on the injuries. It's been fleeting, these injuries to Lamar Jackson. They have been uh, exaggerated, but... Now the last two years, he has been unable to finish a season, and so now I suppose there is an injury question about Lamar Jackson. Potentially. I mean, potentially with anybody in the league, but, I mean, also Jimmy G got hurt. Also a lot of, like, where is Lamar getting hurt at? Is Lamar injury prone, or did he get hit from his blind side in the pocket is that a Lamar Jackson problem, or is it just a freak injury? We you, saw Tom Brady go out for you, the year before. You know Aaron Rodgers has broken his collarbone multiple times. Like, you know what it is? It's a hurt PCL. Uh, bottom line, that's what it true. is. Like you're, you're in the facility getting treatment on a PCL. Like That's not fun. That's not something that you can be optimistic about. Like You have to worry about that. Hence the reason I think he's not playing. So by the beginning of next year, though, we expect the PCL to be healed. Yeah, there so, were reports that he was limping around the facility last week, that all this false narrative that we were pushing, that he's doing it for contract, yeah. 
is is not necessarily. I and believe that was that. from Marlon Humphrey. It was a guy. Yeah, so it's it's within the locker room. So I believe it as well. So beyond the injury concern, because that should be cleared up by the start of next year, X's and O's wise, I don't see how Lamar Jackson mm. couldn't fit in in a Kyle Shanahan offense. I just don't see how. So, he, so, so two year window. Say you're the Niners. Okay, two year window. Keeping in mind that you're going to have to probably pay him. Five for 260, 265, 270 to make him happy, right? He turned down uh, a five-year, $250 million guaranteed money deal from the Ravens. You're going to give up three firsts and pay that money if you have like a two-year window for Lamar Jackson with a five-year deal. Oh, I never said that. Oh, okay. I would, I, would, uh, I would take Tom Brady in free agency. I would take Tom Brady in free agency because you don't have to give up any draft capital. You don't have to give up any pieces off your roster. You pay him, what, a two-year deal, and he steps right in, and you can keep running your dink and dunk offense. That's what Tom Brady did best this year. All your guys are yak guys between McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo, Ayuk. So, yeah, put Tom Brady in there. Go win a Super Bowl. I'm going to pick... Aaron Rodgers, simply because he's more dynamic than Brady, I feel like it's more difficult to evolve to what the Niners would do or Team X would do if Aaron Rodgers is under center as opposed to Brady. And with Lamar right now, for me, there's just too many question marks, including what in the world do you ultimately pay the guy who hasn't been able to finish the last two years? In this hypothetical that I think is more realistic than we've actually fully comprehended, all three of these quarterbacks are available this offseason. Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. You have a two-year championship window. Who are you acquiring? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. All three quarterbacks are available this offseason. Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. You have a two-year Rams-esque, Bucks-esque championship window who are you looking to acquire 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 let's kick things off on the phones in Boca with Bobby Bobby's on Ken Levick alive hey Bobby Bobby you got us Bobby Bobo hey what's up fellas Bobby what's up brother <laughs> Good, brother. How you doing, man? Good, good. Um, you know what? I got to go Lamar, man. I'm sorry to say. he His window, he, what he does for you, he expands your window, first of all, right? Um, he makes your Possibly, window sure. grow from two years from two years to five years, right? I mean, I'm, now the injury thing, I'm not a doctor, so I can't tell you that he's going to be he's gonna be good to go 24-7. But I got to say, man, I mean, think about Steve Young. Steve Young became successful, right? Throwing the ball, he was a running quarterback sure. for the for his, you know in his early in his career. He had then developed into a running slash passing quarterback with Jerry Rice at the at the at the wide receiver position, right? Um, breaking all of Joe Montana's records, by the way. So you develop you develop Lamar's throwing ability and get him to be both. God only knows what you can do. I mean, it's insane. Ceiling it is insane. Yeah, the ceiling the ceiling I mean, is the roof. Thanks, MJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bobby, appreciate the call. Um, I, I just wonder when it comes to this contract with Lamar. Like, I know that what we listen to from Get Up, 
I, oh, another team will absolutely pay Lamar that. But that is truly going to be whatever team decides to do it. It's going to be more than just a sit down and, Lamar, let's take care of this. this is what you deserve. I mean, there's going to have to be some soul searching from said team. See, that's the thing, though. I, you're right, but he's worth it. And I would definitely 100% yeah. if I'm a team and I have the chance to sit there, especially so when you started throwing the caveats in of I have to trade three first-round picks and all of that, that's what made me lean Brady over Lamar. But if it's just open market, well, they're all Well, it's not a caveat. Agents. That's a fact. That, that well, absolutely no. would have to – that's going to have to happen that, to get Lamar. Not necessarily because what if they don't we'll tag him and they let him hit the open market? Or if they do the little, you know, the tag where you have to give up a pick or two. Then you're signing a blank check, essentially. Yeah, and, and I will sign that blank check. But, but the Browns what is, did it with Watson. I'm doing it with a guy who is better. Right, but what, I, what we're assuming is that the Ravens are foregoing all of that and they're just going to say, you know, we'll take our loot and we'll move on. Yeah, but I'm fine. So in that situation, there is a world in which the Ravens walk from Lamar Jackson sure. instead of paying him. Sure. I, mean, in we're that about, situation, I think we're about to be living in it. We're close I think to we it. are about to enter that, that, that world. And in that situation, because if they franchise tag him, they got to play on what forty five million next year to play on a yep. one year deal, and then they can tag him again, and then he hits the open market. So like, either way, there's a world in which Lamar hits the open market, and if he does, I'm taking a check out and I'm ah. paying him whatever it is. Because in three years, there's going to be three, four quarterbacks making more than him anyways. Like, why are we doing this? If they would have paid him back then what he wanted, then again by next season he would be the third or fourth highest paid quarterback. And they would have their franchise quarterback locked in. It's pretty silly now, that we got to this th- point. That's really well said, but don't you think that it goes back to the point they don't want to pay him? They don't like him. For the quarterback that he is. And that's like blasphemy. But isn't that essentially the reason it, they haven't signed the blank check? It must be. It must be. It must be because every other quarterback has gotten paid. Correct. So if they don't like him enough, then yes, let him walk. And I will welcome that MVP in. I will welcome him in put the right assets around him, and try and make sure that we have a championship roster. And I think the San Francisco roster is ready built for a Super Bowl. They could damn near win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy if the Chiefs weren't on the other side. Uh, Pro Football Focus has some some mock trades. And uh, so it would be the Ravens dealing with the Texans, and the Texans give up the second, 12th, and 23rd uh, for Lamar. You've got the Lions giving up three ones and a second-round pick mm. for Lamar Jackson. Um, uh, the only the only mock uh, I see, the, the, the least amount of first-round picks are two for Lamar Jackson. So I just, I think we're living, Stone, would you, would you agree we're living in a world where the Ravens are going to put themselves in a position where they are going to trade Lamar for as much capital as they possibly can i'm under that belief 100 percent. yeah I, I don't think lamar's just hitting the open market that's not going to happen and that would be unspeakably stupid um who are you trying to acquire if all three are available this offseason lamar jackson tom brady aaron Rodgers. you have a two-year championship window okay two-year championship window like the rams like the bucks all three are available. Lamar, Brady, Rogers. Who are you pursuing? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. And a reminder, I mean, you got to keep in mind, Lamar, you're having to give up big time draft capital. And think about a contract extension, biggest in NFL history. Brady, 
You can probably get him on the cheap, but he's 45 freaking years old, okay? And everybody's reading his body language and saying, this is a man who's done. Or Aaron Rodgers and all of the talk, 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 talk and hostage taking he does comes with him. But you could probably get him for a second and a fourth, I think. All three are available, Lamar, Brady, Rodgers. Who are you looking to acquire in this offseason if you have a two-year title window? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Is joint pain affecting your quality of life? Well, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, their team's experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery, as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. He's Theodore CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Theo, are you suddenly a believer in the great Dallas Cowboys after their epic performance Monday night in Tampa? How about them Cowboys? How about them? Huh? I'm glad that they played one good game in the last five weeks. <laughs> five I, touchdowns from Beck Prescott, no picks. Uh, the the amount of the amount of nonstop exhaustive conjecture around that team. It's either the highest of highs, the lowest of lows, and no in between. I don't know how anybody can be a fan of that team. Like I just, I don't know. It's it. it it, it, but now, now that they had, God forbid, they strung together a good performance for the first time in a month, and it happened against far and away the weakest division winner in all of football by a wide margin. Now, all of a sudden, this is the potential we saw from the Dallas Cowboys, their championship medal. Yeah, we saw it in full display. Did we? I think it was good. It was a good performance for a team that got up for a postseason game. Does it mean anything necessarily moving forward? I don't know. I would argue that the Giants' performance in Minnesota was a better full four-quarter performance than what the Cowboys did. All the Cowboys had to do basically against the Bucks is show up, right? All they had to do is show up. I would argue that even in their own division, they didn't have the best playoff performance of anybody over the course of the weekend. I give that to the Giants. I... I I, I understand I understand that hey the Cowboys it's awesome when they're good because everybody has an opinion either hell yeah Cowboys are all oh, screw them but I mean enough already enough they they played well can we just leave it at that like I, do I think they're a Super Bowl contender no I think the Giants are better than them I think that the Eagles are better than them in their own division I, it's just so I don't think exhausting. The Giants are better than Giants. That, that's a stretch. I don't know, man. I, the way they're coached, the way what Daniel Jones has, Brian Dable has helped turn Daniel Jones into, and the way that they swarm to the ball. I am so impressed with the Giants. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I could t- be wrong. All I'm saying is that if I'm going by what I watch for a full four quarters on Sunday and then on Monday, give me the Giants 
over the Cowboys. I'll tell you this. The Giants would be a lot bigger than a three-point underdog against this San Francisco team oh, that yeah. Dallas Cowboys are. They would get – yeah, that, that, that line think? would be, what, like six? I think, it, I think it would be a seven and a half, the same line that is the Eagles and Giants right now. Yeah. I think there's no difference between the two. They might be favored a little more. If San Francisco was a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against a, what, a Seattle Seahawks team yeah. that I, I wouldn't put far and away that much better than the New York Giants or that much worse than the New I think it's almost a double-digit line. But we're getting a three-point line. We're getting a field goal. Dallas's defense keeps them around. I know New York's defense. But, like I said, I think the Giants would be a way bigger underdog than the Cowboys are. Uh, we've been talking the three quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, they might be available this offseason. Lamar for a significant draft cost and then a long-term contract. Tom Brady, you'd have to pay him and deal with the fact he's 45. Aaron Rodgers, you're having to give up um, some some high-end draft picks. I'm not sure if a one has to be involved, but then you have to deal with, well, Aaron Rodgers and him putting you into into to hostage situations every offseason. But say you have a two-year a two-year championship window, like the Rams, like the Bucks, that comes to mind, recent memory. Two-year championship window, you know it because the salary cap constraints, age of players, all of that. You have a two-year window. You feel good about what you've got. You've got the choice of Lamar and having to lock him up long-term. Tom Brady at 45 or Aaron Rodgers and everything that comes with Aaron Rodgers. Who are you trying to acquire? All three are available. Who are you trying to acquire? Lamar, Brady, or Rodgers? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, KLV 1063 888-760-3776. Devin is in Boca. What's up, Devin? If you're talking about championship window, you're talking about which team? You're talking about the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah. Because not every team in the NFL has a championship window, so you got to sure. make sure you specify which exact team it is. Yeah, I think it's the but Niners. About, I think that's the best example. We're talking about San Fran. There's no way San Fran is going to give up that much draft capital for Lamar. So we could just take Lamar out of the equation mm. one time. Mm-hmm. Then Tom is my guy, but uh, but if you put Aaron Rodgers in that offense with San Francisco, I think they might threaten to have one of the best seasons of all time. Yeah, Because look at what San Francisco does, not only what they do and what he could still do. Because in San Francisco, he doesn't need to complete, what, 10, 15 passes a game, and Rodgers would be able to do that like it's nothing. So I think <laughs> if you put Rodgers in that offense with San Francisco, it might be dynamic. But let me hit you with something on the Lamar thing one quick second. Give me one quick second. Lamar has built up such a reputation for himself, which he deserves. But he was put in a situation where it was like lightning in a bottle. Because what he does for the Ravens is so good, that doesn't make him as good as Theo think he is because of the situation that he's in. So he deserves the money, and the Ravens have no choice but to give him the money. Because when you look at the game at the Bengals, if he was there, they would have won. So they need to stop playing around and pay him because this is the perfect situation for him. But let's get back to what Stone says and what I said. If you look at Lamar Jackson, there is not no general manager in the NFL that thinks of Lamar Jackson from a pure arm talent that is going to give up that draft capital for him. No way. But what he has done, what he has done in Baltimore is so good, then obviously it comes with you know the back end of it that he's a really good player. But then you can, when you look at Lamar, you got to look at, like, if he leaves Baltimore, which team out there in the NFL that is going to give up all of that to say, okay, Lamar, come in and take us where we think we need to go? It's like, you feel what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. 
Yeah, and and Devin, like when we and we heard that Dominic Foxworth clip where where he straight up said, right, Stone? He said, "Oh, there will be teams that will give him that money." Yeah. But Steve Bashotti doesn't we want to be that we're guy. So, we're but who? What team, teams? Pio. Yeah, what teams? Tell me a team, Pio. The Jets. Which team? The New York Jets. If you put Lamar Jackson, uh, I, I, well, I wouldn't. Yeah, with that defense, if you put him, I'm not saying it depends on where. He go. If he goes to the right situation, it could be good, you know. But yeah. we just, I don't think. Twenty of the general managers are thinking the situation is is good for him, but right. the Jets is a good. That's a good. That that's is because you've got if, if Brees Hall comes back and you've already got a good that's offensive good. run and appreciate the call, Devin. If Brees Hall comes back and then you've got that established running game behind Lamar, the Jets is actually a good one, Theo. That's a great call. I like. I like. I would like Lamar on the Jets. I think that would be a good fit. I would he, not. He, I would not. But yes, I see what <laughs> yeah, you're saying. I'm sorry, I forgot he's in your, your yeah. guys' division. No, yeah, I, I would not I, like that. I'm speaking from a. Again, another X's and O's standpoint. You would have to change everything you do on offense if you bring him into New York. Well, what do the so Jets well. do on offense right now? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> like, what, what they've been doing it. was yeah, what the Jets did. <laughs> what the Jets tried to do wasn't working. So I think that's probably okay. I, but it's still like from a from a. Uh, a GM or like a facility standpoint, like you're going to have to bring him in and change every principle you have. How is that not worth it? How is that not worth it? How is that a bad thing? So? Maybe that's not what they want to do. Maybe that's not. So where they don't they, want to win. Maybe that's not where they think they're <laughs> at right now. Lamar Jackson's a winning quarterback. He's, he's, his winning percentage is like seventy three percent. He what forty six and like fourteen in his career. The Ravens building an offense around him worked. If they gave him an ex receiver with that as well, you don't think it would even elevate him to a higher? Like Garrett Wilson's good. Sure, I think I think you it obviously has some some weight there. But this is a Jets team who thought they were seven and three and thought they were playoff contenders, and their head coach said we're saying they're going to meet Buffalo Bills down the road. Like they <laughs> yeah. have confidence in themselves. Yeah. Like they uh, think they they think they are on the right track. They think they know what they're doing. They don't want to come in and have to clean house. Bring in a new pass game coordinator. Bring in a new quarterback coach. Like you have to shake the room if you bring in Lamar Jackson. I don't think a lot of teams are going to want to do that. But don't forget, don't forget, Zach Wilson said that he would really battle that veteran quarterback in training camp. He would give him Lamar hell. Spicy, Go. spicy. Zach is going to give him hell. I would if you if the Jets win and got um, Lamar Jackson, would that automatically mean another contract for Robert Sala? Couldn't Robert Sala say, "All right." Well, now you got to give me time to put together a staff. we got to build around Lamar on offense. And look what I've already done with the defense. Doesn't Sala automatically get extended if you get Lamar? I, I think he should get extended either way. Probably. I, that's yeah. what's weird. I keep hearing like, oh, next year's make or break for Sala. Is it? Is it? Because there, hasn't there been enough, uh, enough tangible improvement, at least on one side of the ball, for you to say, all right, we're on the right track. Yeah. And if he makes offensive changes – then they're in really good shape. The Jets were headed in the right direction. They were ahead of schedule this year. At one point, we thought they were a lock for the playoffs, and their quarterback room was Mike White, Zach Wilson, and Joe Flacco. I think Robert Sala has job security. He should. I mean, Robert Sala ultimately is not the one who picked Zach Wilson. Yeah. That wasn't him. That was what, Joe Douglas? Yeah. That was not Sala. Um all three are available, Lamar, Brady, Rodgers, this offseason. All you acquire in different circumstances, but you have a two-year title window. You're the Niners. Uh, Theo was right. Devin was right. Uh, that's the Niners. That's the Niners we're talking about. All three of these are available, Lamar, Brady, Rodgers. Who are you trying to acquire? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Quickly, let me tell you about the ballpark at the Palm Beaches. We are just a couple of weeks away from spring training beginning, believe it or not, at the ballpark at the Palm Beaches, right in the heart of West Palm Beach. That's the ballpark of the Palm Beach. is home of the world champion Houston Astros and their 
in-game host, Arjunette Javier. Also, the Washington Nationals. Go check them out. The Yankees come through. The Red Sox come through. Spring training baseball, you can't beat it, especially at the best ballpark in all of the Grapefruit League, the ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm Beach. Go to ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Get your tickets now. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com and get your spring training tickets now. He's Theodore, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Peyton Manning provided us with the only entertaining aspect, in my opinion, of Monday night's Bucks cowboys game. We'll hear what Peyton Manning had to say in just a moment. Uh... A Twitter account called TickPick at TickPick just asked the question, what is a sports comment you'd never say? And I got to go. Stone, you'll appreciate this. Other than this example right here, I would never say hottie toddy. That's the most annoying, <laughs> the most annoying like college football, uh, what would you call that, slogan? Sure. Old Mrs. Slogan. Catchphrase. Catch yeah, hotty toddy. Like, who says that without thinking, like, man, I sound like a complete D-bag. It's a good, like, that's miserable. It's a good question. I, I think the diehard fans, right, they, they, I think they talk about it religiously. Like, it's something that they, like, when they're celebrating a birthday, like, it's on the birthday cake over there in Rebel Territory. Oh, but so annoying. Yeah, and a lot of, you know, the frat kids and, you know, sororities, those are the ones they throw around. Those are the ones they have painted on their wall or the banners, hotty toddy. I can raise baby. you one in the SEC. I can raise you one. But let me guess, Arkansas. Yeah. Whoop, yeah. pig suey. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Have you ever heard those dopes do the chant? Yes. It's creepy. I used to work with somebody that was an Arkansas alum, and trust me, I heard the chant so many times drunk and sober. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. it um, by the way, Stone, <laughs> do you know? Do you either of you guys know what a hottie toddy is? Uh, it's a shark. Really? No. I thought it was that no, drink that you make shark. when you're sick. It is. That's exactly what it is, mm. Theo. And I did not know call, that Theo. until a little bit ago. It is not a shark. A shark is just something they've adopted there at Ole Miss. Dopey. Um, but a, a hottie toddy is, is whiskey <laughs> and lemon juice with honey, and it's warmed. That's a hottie toddy, and you take that at night before you go to bed. And it's delicious. It's actually say. really good. Yeah. I will say the, the, the drink is much better than the actual name of, uh, of the drink. Hottie toddy, annoying to say, really good and effective uh, to drink. Uh, we will have some South Florida Fair dinosaur trivia. We are giving away South Florida Fair tickets. And you might be asking yourself, Ken, why dinosaur trivia? That seems random. No, 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 no. The theme of the South Florida Fair this year is dinosaurs. It is dynamite. We were there, Stone and myself. Stone ate a lot of cheese and fried things, and I sat there and watched him uh, back on Friday. But we'll be giving away passes to the South Florida Fair. It goes through Sunday at the South Florida Fairgrounds. Go check it out, SouthFloridaFair.com, SouthFloridaFair.com. Get your tickets or additional tickets uh, if you end up being the winner. We'll do that in the second hour. South Florida Fair, SouthFloridaFair.com. That's the South Florida Fair. All the delicious food, most of which Stone tried uh, on Friday. Uh, You've got all the rides. You've got all of the pig races and all of the different things to do. You do not want to miss out on the South Florida Fair. It goes through Sunday. You still have time, but you've got to act on it now until it goes 
goes away for another whole year. Huh, sad. South Florida Fair. SouthFloridaFair.com. Get your tickets to the South Florida Fair. Peyton Manning, what did he say on Monday that piqued my interest? We'll find out when we come back, including uh, Theo Dorsey. Twitter trash, Twitter treasure. Love this segment. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka from San Antonio. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Theo, are you suddenly a believer in the great Dallas Cowboys after their epic performance Monday night in Tampa? How about them Cowboys? How about them? Huh? I'm glad that they played one good game in the last five <laughs> weeks. Five I, touchdowns from Vet Prescott, no picks. Uh the the amount of the amount of nonstop exhaustive conjecture around that team, it's either the highest of highs, the lowest of lows, and no in between. I don't know how anybody can be a fan of that team. Like I just I don't know. It's it, it it, it, but now, now that they had, God forbid, they strung together a good performance for the first time in a month, and it happened against far and away the weakest division winner in all of football by a wide margin. Now, all of a sudden, this is the potential we saw from the Dallas Cowboys, their championship medal. Yeah, we saw it in full display. Did we? I think it was good. It was a good performance for a team that got up for a postseason game. Does it mean anything necessarily moving forward? I don't know. I would argue that the Giants' performance in Minnesota was a better full four-quarter performance than what the Cowboys did. All the Cowboys had to do basically against the Bucks is show up, right? All they had to do is show up. I would argue that even in their own division, they didn't have the best playoff performance of anybody over the course of the weekend. I give that to the Giants. I... I I, I understand I understand that hey the Cowboys it's awesome when they're good because everybody has an opinion either hell yeah Cowboys are all screw them but I mean enough already enough they they played well can't we just leave it at that like I, do I think they're a Super Bowl contender no I think the Giants are better than them I think that the Eagles are better than them in their own division I, it's just so I don't exhausting. Think the Giants are better than Giants. That, that's a stretch. I don't know, man. I, the way they're coached, the way what Daniel Jones has, Brian Dable has helped turn Daniel Jones into, and the way that they swarm to the ball. I am so impressed with the Giants. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I t- could be wrong. All I'm saying is that if I'm going by what I watch for a full four quarters on Sunday and then on Monday, give me the Giants over the Cowboys. I'll tell you this. The Giants would be a lot bigger than a three-point underdog against this San Francisco team oh, that yeah. Dallas Cowboys are. They would get yeah that that, that line think? would be what like six. I think I think seven? it would be a seven and a half, the same line that is the Eagles and Giants right now. Yeah, I think there's no difference between the two. They might be favored a little more if San Francisco was a nine and a half point favorite against a what a Seattle Seahawks team yeah. that I, I wouldn't put far and away that much better than the New York Giants or that much worse than the New I think it's almost a double-digit line. But we're getting a three-point line. We're getting a field goal. Dallas's defense keeps them around. I know New York's defense, but like I said, I think the Giants would be a way bigger underdog than the Cowboys are. 
Uh, we've been talking the three quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. They might be available this offseason. Lamar for a significant draft cost and then a long-term contract. Tom Brady, you'd have to pay him and deal with the fact he's 45. Aaron Rodgers, you're having to give up um, some, some high-end draft picks. I'm not sure if a one has to be involved, but then you have to deal with, well, Aaron Rodgers and him putting you into into to hostage situations every offseason. But say you have a two-year a two-year championship window, like the Rams, like the Bucks, that comes to mind recent memory. Two-year championship window, you know it because the salary cap constraints, age of players, all of that. You have a two-year window. You feel good about what you've got. You've got the choice of Lamar and having to lock him up long-term. Tom Brady. At 45, or Aaron Rodgers and everything that comes with Aaron Rodgers, who are you trying to acquire? All three are available. Who are you trying to acquire? Lamar, Brady, or Rodgers? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Devin is in Boca. What's up, Devin? If you're talking about championship window, you're talking about which team? You're talking about the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah. Because not every team in the NFL has a championship window, so you got to sure. make sure you specify which exact team it is. Yeah, I think it's the but Niners. About, I think that's the best example. We're talking about San Fran. There's no way San Fran is going to give up that much draft capital for Lamar, so we could just take Lamar out of the equation mm-hmm. one time. Mm-hmm. Then, Tom is my guy, but... Uh, but if you put Aaron Rodgers in that offense with San Francisco, I think they might threaten to have one of the best seasons of all time. Yeah. Because look at what San Francisco does, not only what they do and what he could still do. Because in San Francisco, he doesn't need to complete, what, 10, 15 passes a game, and Rodgers would be able to do that like he's nothing. So I think <laughs> if you put Rodgers in that offense with San Francisco, it might be dynamic. But let me hit you with something on the Lamar thing one sure. quick second. Give me one sure. quick second. Lamar has built up such a reputation for himself, which he deserves, but he was put in a situation where it was like lightning in a bottle because what he does for the Ravens is so good, that doesn't make him as good as Theo think he is because of the situation that he's in. So he deserves the money, and the Ravens have no choice but to give him the money because when you look at the game at the Bengals, if he was there, they would have won. So they need to stop playing around and pay him because this is the perfect situation for him. But let's get back to what Stone says and what I said. If you look at Lamar Jackson, there is not no general manager in the NFL that thinks of Lamar Jackson from a pure arm talent that is going to give up that draft capital for him. No way. But what he has done, what he has done in Baltimore is so good, then obviously comes with you know the back end of it that he's a really good player. But then you can, when you look at Lamar, you got to look at it like if he leaves Baltimore, which team out there in the NFL that is going to give up all of that to say, okay, Lamar, come in and take us where we think. We need to go. It's like you feel what I'm saying. It's like yeah, yeah. And and Devin, like when we and we heard that Dominic Foxworth clip where where he straight up said, right, Stone. He said, oh, there will be teams that will give him that money. Yeah. But Steve Bashotti doesn't we want to be that me, guy. We're so, we're but who? What team, teams? Pio. Yeah. What teams? Tell me a team, Pio. The Jets. Which team? The New York Jets. If next, you put Lamar Jackson, oh, I, I well, I wouldn't. Yeah, with that defense, if you put him, I'm not saying it depends on where. He go. If he goes to the right situation, it could be good, you know. But yeah. we just have. I don't think 20 of the general managers are thinking the situation is, is good for him. But right. the Jets is a good That's a good That that's is because you've got – if Brees Hall comes back and you've already got a good that's offensive good. run, and appreciate the call, Devin, if Brees Hall comes back and then you've got that established running game behind Lamar, the Jets is actually a good one, Theo. That's a great call. 
I like I like I would like Lamar on the Jets. I think that would be a good fit. I would he, not. He, I would not. But yes, I see what <laughs> yeah, you're saying. I'm sorry, I forgot he's in your, your yeah. guys' division. No, yeah, I, I would not I, like that. I'm speaking from a again another X's and O's standpoint. You would have to change everything you do on offense if you bring him into New York. Well, what do the so Jets well. do on offense right now? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> what they've been doing it. was yeah. What the Jets did, <laughs> what the Jets tried to do, wasn't working. So I think that's probably okay. Uh, but it's still like from a from a. Uh, a GM or like a facility standpoint, like you're going to have to bring him in and change every principle you have. How is that not worth it? How is that not worth it? How is that a bad thing? So, maybe that's not what they want to do. Maybe that's not. So where they don't they, want to win. Maybe that's not where they think they're <laughs> at right now. Well, Lamar Jackson's a winning quarterback. He's, he's, his winning percentage is like seventy three percent. He what forty six and like fourteen in his career. The Ravens building an offense around him worked. If they gave him an ex receiver with that as well, you don't think it would even elevate him to a higher? Like Garrett Wilson's good. Sure, I think I think you, it obviously has some some weight there. But this is a Jets team who thought they were seven and three and thought they were playoff contenders, and their head coach said, was saying they're going to meet Buffalo Bills down the road. Like they <laughs> yeah. have confidence in themselves. Yeah. Like they uh, think they they think they are on the right track. They think they know what they're doing. They don't want to come in and have to clean house. Bring in a new pass game coordinator. Bring in a new quarterback coach. Like you have to shake the room if you bring in Lamar Jackson. I don't think a lot of teams are going to want to do that. But don't forget, don't forget, Zach Wilson said that he would really battle that veteran quarterback in training camp. He could give him Lamar hell. Spicy, Yo. spicy. Zach is going to give him hell. I would if you if the Jets winning got um, Lamar Jackson, would that automatically mean another contract for Robert Sala? Couldn't Robert Sala say, "All right." Well, now you got to give me time to put together a staff. We got to build around Lamar on offense, and look what I've already done with the defense. Doesn't Salah automatically get extended if you get Lamar? I, I think he should get extended either way. Probably. I, that's yeah. what's weird. I keep hearing like, "Oh, next year's make or break for Salah." Is it? Is it? Because aren't there? Hasn't there been enough, enough tangible improvement, at least on one side of the ball, for you to say, "All right, we're on the right track." Yeah. And if he makes offensive changes then they're in really good shape. The Jets were headed in the right direction. They were ahead of schedule this year. At one point, we thought they were a lock for the playoffs, and their quarterback room was Mike White, Zach Wilson, and Joe Flacco. I think Robert Sala has job security. He should. I mean, Robert Sala ultimately is not the one who picked Zach Wilson. Yeah. That wasn't him. That was what, Joe Douglas? Yeah. That was not Sala. Um all three are available, Lamar, Brady, Rodgers, this offseason. All you acquire in different circumstances, but you have a two-year title window. You're the Niners. Uh, Theo was right. Devin was right. Uh, that's the Niners. That's the Niners we're talking about. All three of these are available, Lamar, Brady, Rodgers. Who are you trying to acquire? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Quickly, let me tell you about the ballpark at the Palm Beaches. We are just a couple of weeks away from spring training beginning, believe it or not, at the ballpark at the Palm Beaches, right in the heart of West Palm Beach. That's the ballpark of the Palm Beach. is home of the world champion Houston Astros and their in-game host, Arjunette Javier. Also, the Washington Nationals. Go check them out. The Yankees come through. The Red Sox come through. Spring training baseball, you can't beat it, especially at the best ballpark in all of the Grapefruit League, the ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm Beach. Go to ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Get your tickets now. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Dot com and get your spring training tickets now. He's Theodore, CWPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. 
Peyton Manning provided us with the only entertaining aspect, in my opinion, of Monday night's Bucks-Cowboys game. We'll hear what Peyton Manning had to say in just a moment. Uh, a Twitter account called TickPick at TickPick just asked the question, what is a sports comment you'd never say? And I got to go. Stone, you'll appreciate this. Other than this example right here, I would never say hottie toddy. That's the most <laughs> annoying, the most annoying like college football, uh, what would you call that, slogan? Sure. Old slogan? Catch, catchphrase? Yeah, hottie toddy. Like, who says that without thinking, like, <laughs> man, I sound like a complete D-bag. It's a good. Like that's miserable. It's a good question. I I think the diehard fans, right? They they I think they talk about it religiously, like it's something that they like when they're celebrating a birthday, like it's on the birthday cake over there in Rebel territory. Oh, but it's so annoying. Yeah, and a lot of you know the frat kids and you know sororities. Those are the ones they throw around. Those are the ones they have painted on their wall or the banners. Hottie toddy. I can raise baby. you one in the SEC. I can raise you one. But let me guess, Arkansas. Yeah. Whoop, yeah. pig suey. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Have you ever heard those dopes do the chant? Yes. It's creepy. I used to work with somebody that was an Arkansas alum, and trust me, I heard the chant so many times drunk and sober. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. it um, by the way, Stone, <laughs> do you know, do you either of you guys know what a hottie toddy is? Uh, it's a shark. Really? No. I thought it was that no, drink that you make shark. when you're sick. It is. That's exactly what it is, mm. Theo. And I did not know call, that Theo. until a little bit ago. It is not a shark. A shark is just something they've adopted there at Ole Miss. Dopey. Um, but a, a hottie toddy is, is whiskey <laughs> and lemon juice with honey, and it's warmed. That's a hottie toddy, and you take that at night before you go to bed. And it's delicious. It's actually say. really good. Yeah. I will say the, the, the drink is much better than the actual name of, uh, of the drink. Hottie toddy, annoying to say, really good and effective uh, to drink. Uh, we will have some South Florida Fair dinosaur trivia. We are giving away South Florida Fair tickets. And you might be asking yourself, Ken, why dinosaur trivia? That seems random. No, 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 no. The theme of the South Florida Fair this year is dinosaurs. It is dynamite. We were there, Stone and myself. Stone ate a lot of cheese and fried things, and I sat there and watched them uh, back on Friday. But we'll be giving away passes to the South Florida Fair. It goes through Sunday at the South Florida Fairgrounds. Go check it out, SouthFloridaFair.com, SouthFloridaFair.com. Get your tickets or additional tickets uh, if you end up being the winner. We'll do that in the second hour. South Florida Fair, SouthFloridaFair.com. That's the South Florida Fair, all the delicious food, most of which Stone tried uh, on Friday. Uh, You've got all the rides. You've got all of the pig races and all of the different things to do. You do not want to miss out on the South Florida Fair. It goes through Sunday. You still have time, but you got to act on it now until it goes away for another whole year huh sad south florida fair southfloridafair.com get your tickets to the south florida fair peyton manning what did he say on monday that piqued my interest we'll find out when we come back including uh, theo dorsey twitter trash twitter treasure love this segment he's theo dorsey wptv news channel 5 wflx box 29 i'm ken lavica from san antonio i'm live on espn 106.3 <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Peyton Manning provided us with the 
only entertaining aspect, in my opinion, of Monday night's Bucks-Cowboys game. We'll hear what Peyton Manning had to say in just a moment. Uh, a Twitter account called TickPick at TickPick just asked the question, what is a sports comment you'd never say? And I got to go. Stone, you'll appreciate this. Other than this example right here, I would never say hottie toddy. That's the most <laughs> annoying, the most annoying like college football, uh, what would you call that, slogan? Sure. Old Mrs. Slogan? Catch, catchphrase? Yeah, hottie toddy. Like, who says that without thinking, like, man, I sound like a complete D-bag. It's a good. Like that's miserable. It's a good question. I th- I think the diehard fans, right? They they I think they talk about it religiously, like it's something that they like when they're celebrating a birthday, like it's on the birthday cake over there in Rebel Territory. Oh, but it's so annoying. Yeah, and a lot of you know the frat kids and you know sororities. Those are the ones they throw around. Those are the ones they have painted on their wall or the banners. Hottie toddy. I can raise baby. you one in the SEC. I can raise you one. But let me guess, Arkansas. Yeah. Whoop, yeah. pig suey. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Have you ever heard those dopes do the chant? Yes. It's creepy. I used to work with somebody that was an Arkansas alum, and trust me, I heard the chant so many times drunk and sober. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Um, by the way, Stone, do you know, do you either of you guys know what a hottie toddy is? Uh, it's a shark. Really? No. I thought it was that no, drink that you make shark. when you're sick. It is. That's exactly what it is, mm. Theo. And I did not know call, that Theo. until a little bit ago. It is not a shark. A shark is just something they've adopted there at Ole Miss. Dopey. Um, but a, a hottie toddy is, is whiskey <laughs> and lemon juice with honey, and it's warmed. That's a hottie toddy, and you take that at night before you go to bed. And it's delicious. It's actually say. really good. Yeah. I will say the, the, the drink is much better than the actual name of, uh, of the drink. Hottie toddy, annoying to say, really good and effective uh, to drink. Uh, we will have some South Florida Fair dinosaur trivia. We are giving away South Florida Fair tickets. And you might be asking yourself, Ken, why dinosaur trivia? That seems random. No, 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 no. The theme of the South Florida Fair this year is dinosaurs. It is dynamite. We were there, Stone and myself. Stone ate a lot of cheese and fried things, and I sat there and watched them uh, back on Friday. But we'll be giving away passes to the South Florida Fair. It goes through Sunday at the South Florida Fairgrounds. Go check it out, SouthFloridaFair.com, SouthFloridaFair.com. Get your tickets or additional tickets uh, if you end up being the winner. We'll do that in the second hour. South Florida Fair, SouthFloridaFair.com. That's the South Florida Fair. All the delicious food, most of which Stone tried uh, on Friday. Uh, You've got all the rides. You've got all of the pig races and all of the different things to do. You do not want to miss out on the South Florida Fair. It goes through Sunday. You still have time, but you got to act on it now until it goes away for another whole year huh sad south florida fair southfloridafair.com get your tickets to the south florida fair peyton manning what did he say on monday that piqued my interest we'll find out when we come back including uh, theo dorsey twitter trash twitter treasure love this segment he's theo dorsey wptv news channel 5 wflx box 29 i'm ken lavica from san antonio i'm live on espn 1063